0: There had been abuse in my family, uh, but it was mostly musical in nature.
1: Are you ready to get your world rocked? Ready!
2: Are you ready to get your mind blown?
1: Do it! One, two, three, four!
2: I apologize. My bad, I screwed up. There are so many ways to say I'm sorry. Today we look at some of the
3: best rock songs that do that. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We'll also look at some music trends of the past year with vinyl sales going up and streaming services more popular than ever in 2016. And we're gonna review the latest record from the hip hop duo, Run The Jewels. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions.
2: This is Sound Opinions, and later in the show, Greg, we're going to dive into some of the best songs ever that say, I'm sorry, Apology Masterpieces. But first, every new year, we get to dive deep into the numbers. What did we learn about 2016 uh, music sales from, you know, compilers of these numbers like Nielsen SoundScan and BuzzAngle?
3: Yes, Jim. uh, To me, the most significant number of the year is, once again, the rise of streaming. Uh, Not only are uh, consumers... uh, streaming more music than ever, but they are actually paying for it more than ever, which I think is the good news for the music industry in an otherwise somewhat bleak year. Uh, How much of this money is actually trickling down into the wallets of the actual artists? Uh, We know that these micropayments don't add up to a whole lot, but we're starting to see significant cash flow into these streaming services like Spotify and Apple. Uh, Overall, Uh, Audio stream consumption increased 82% in 2016, and even more significantly, the number of subscription streams, the percentage of those that were subscription streams, rose to 76% of the total in 2016 from 62% in 2015. That's pretty significant. So if I can get some of my streams for free, why am I paying to subscribe? Well, you're getting uh, you're getting more options in the way you're able to use these streams in terms of the devices, and you're also getting the, the music commercial free. Mm. So there are a number of uh, enticing options to people who actually pay for it. And you know, when you're talking about ten bucks a month, you know, you talk to some people who subscribe; they say it's the best ten bucks they've spent that that month because yeah. okay. they're getting a lot of good uh, good music for a relatively low cost. Uh, in terms of the overall picture for the music industry, it's not good. Uh, we've been talking about this for years. Uh, Physical is way down. CD sales are way down. But to me, the vinyl uh, sale increase is uh, another phenomenon that just boggles the mind. What industry wouldn't want 10% plus growth for 11 years in a row as vinyl sales have been? And we we applaud this
2: every year uh, in the new year and, and sometimes twice a year. What was the number one selling album on vinyl in 2016? Well,
3: Jim, in past years, the vinyl sale uh, king has been typically a classic rock-oriented artist. Uh, I'm talking about an artist like Jack White or some classic artist, the Beatles or Mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin. Uh, Now... We have a relatively new band, a band that actually didn't form until 2009. Uh, tw- well after vinyl was, like, dead, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Exactly. 21 Pilots with the record Face" sold 68,000 vinyl units of that record. Oh, my uh, God. That's unbelievable. They beat out uh, Bowie and Amy Winehouse and Radiohead. So the new vinyl king is, believe it or not, 21 Pilots.
4: Wish we could turn back time
5: to the good old days. When the mama sang us to sleep but now we're out
2: That's a little bit of 21 Pilots Greg and I'm sorry all of you listeners for inflicting that on you I'm sorry, Greg, this is something you say in the new year, right? It's a time of, of setting new goals for the coming uh, year, of, of uh, looking back and uh, atoning for past sins. And music, as with everything else in life, can be a great tool to help you say, I'm sorry, mea culpa. So we thought we'd take a look at some of the best songs ever about apologizing. And, and you're going to start us off.
3: Yeah, Jim, I think a great apology song uh, appeared on the, uh, the Rolling Stones' 1968 uh, masterpiece, Beggar's Banquet. Uh, it was a track not written by the Rolling Stones, but by a gospel artist named Reverend Robert Wilkins. Uh, he was a former blues singer turned minister. Uh, and and uh, in 1964, he laid down a version of this song that the Stones, being the, the blues and gospel aficionados that they were, loved. Uh, and ended up uh, recording their own version of the song on Beggar's Banquet. You know, prodigal son, right? Famous Bible story. You know, the son takes uh, his, his father's money, goes out and spends wildly returns destitute and and basically begging for his father's forgiveness. And, of course, the father, in in, in the great biblical tale, uh, takes his son and kills the fatted calf because he's celebrating yeah. the return to, of the prodigal to, much son. Much to the
2: hardworking brother's yes, chagrin. He,
3: he, the brother doesn't like it too much. I should note here that the
2: Stones, not famous for saying <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, this is a band, uh, you know, right around that same time, Dead Flowers. Mick Jagger's bragging about sending dead flowers to his lover and throwing them on
3: her grave. This was not a band that— that, uh, to which apology came very easily. No. And they were, uh, you know, they were, talk about fatted calf rock stars. They yeah. were a- already one of the biggest bands in the world at this time. Uh, but this is a, a, a very inspired uh, version of that song, uh acoustic-based uh, song with uh, Keith Richards on guitar and, and Jagger doing one of his uh, best vocals. It's Prodigal Son from the Rolling Stones in 1968 on Sound Opinions.
6: We will four boys, as far as red, started down the road. Started down the road. All he had started down the road. On out in this world, we we'll got only those. And that'll be the way to get along. We will four boys, all he had, family come in the land. Family come in the land. And all he had. Man, that'll be the way I will get along Who oh, man said, here's your dog Boy, I'll feed my swine For I'll feed my swine Give you a job, boy, I'll feed my swine Oh, it's the day I hung you and said, cried right. There's no way to get along Say, I believe I ride go back home if I go back home if I ride if I go back home
3: That is Prodigal Son from the Rolling Stones, a a version of an apology song that I think is pretty darn great. Jim, what do you got up first for us?
2: Well, Greg, our working title for uh, this episode was All Apologies, and of course I have to turn to Nirvana with that song. Uh, The second single from the third album, In Utero, a beautiful, beautiful tune, especially featuring that cello by Kira Shaley. You know, one of three songs from In Utero that that were remixed by Scott Litt, sweetened a bit in the studio. I interviewed Cobain shortly before In Utero came out. And I had to deal with what I thought were the key lyrics in, in this tune. Mm-hmm. I'm married, buried. You know, how am I going to get into the Courtney Love relationship so fraught? And, uh, and you know, he, he just kind of shined on it and he said, look, I wrote it in 1990. Mm-hmm. You know, the song had been around for a couple of years. It wasn't intended to be about his current marital or family situation. Uh, As is usual with Cobain, it's sort of cut-and-paste lyrics. Uh, You know, all apologies, what else could I say? Everyone is gay. What else could I write? I don't have the right. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. But when he sings all apologies, it it resonates. And and you want to believe he's sorry for something, probably for many things. It's Nirvana on Sound Opinions. Kurt Cobain, All Apologies from 1993, Nirvana. What a song. Greg, you
3: got another I'm Sorry tune? Yes, uh, next up for me, Jim, is uh, Miss Jackson by Ah. OutKast from their 2000 album, Stankonia. Uh, One of the most famous apology songs out there. I could not make a list without including it. Uh, I think it's one of Andre 3000's uh, greatest contributions to OutKast albums. And and, and as apology songs go, it is unique. Because usually you see an uh, ex-lover apologizing to another ex-lover directly. But in this case, uh, the narrator in the song is apologizing to the ex-lover's mother. Which has got to be a harder sell. Oh, my God. I I always thought, you know, when you're going out with somebody, it's a much tougher relationship with the parents of Mm -hmm. that person than it is with the person you're actually dating. And apologizing or, you know, having to go to them and and apologize for something would be like one of the most traumatizing feelings yeah. in the world. So here's the narrator in Miss Jackson going to uh, the mother of his ex-lover, not only his ex-lover, but the mother of his child. So he's saying basically, I'm sorry that we broke up, I'm for real, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good person, I'm going to stand by your daughter, but not only that, I'm going to stand by your uh, by the child that we had together, even though we're no longer together. I have not heard a song in popular music, certainly not a top 40 hit, the way this was, top 10 hit, um, addressing that particular circumstance. And I think it's done beautifully by Andre 3000 He's in this pretty song. convincing. He absolutely is. I'd buy it. I yeah, don't know. Man. I'd buy it. So Miss Jackson from OutKast on sound opinions.
7: Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. My baby is drama, mama. Don't like me Ten times out of nine. about i need some knee pads it happened for what reason one can not be mad so though this know that everything's cool and yes i will be present on the first day of school and graduation I'm sorry miss jackson Ooh, i am temporary never meant to make you down cry i am by let you i'm sorry miss jackson
3: miss jackson from outcast one of my favorite apology songs Greg, we should apologize
2: for hogging this show. Why don't we turn to our listeners and hear some recommendations.
8: Hey, my name is George. I'm calling from Winter Park, Florida. And my pick for an apology song is Marie by Randy Newman. I immediately thought of Randy Newman because many of his songs are about regret. But this one is most specifically about apology. And interestingly, it doesn't say I'm sorry or I apologize anywhere in the lyric. But it's welven throughout the song. But I've got to be
5: I never could tell you
8: On the album Good Old Boys, which was kind of written from the take of uh, A Southern Gentleman. I read up a little bit about it, and it's interesting in this song, while he's apologizing to Marie, he does so by just telling her how wonderful she is over and over, and just telling her also, I'm flawed. I'm just a flawed man.
5: Yo, River. Your rainbow sometimes I'm crazy, but I guess you know I'm weak and I'm lazy
8: and I hurt you so not only it's an apology in, in context but not in form when you're in trouble
3: turn away after a break more songs of apology and later in the show we'll review the latest from hip hop duo run the jewels that's all coming up on sound opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX
2: Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. I'm here with Greg Cott, and we are talking about songs that say I'm sorry. We've got more picks from our listeners coming up, but first, Greg, I have another pick myself. I'm Sorry. That's the name of the song. 1960 phenomenal hit by Brenda Lee. We forget about this, right? Brenda Lee was 15 years old (laughs) when she recorded that song, and there was big controversy By the record label, uh, can a 15-year-old young woman, a girl, uh, put out a song as brilliant as it was, you know, and her performance is perfect, and the song written by Dub, All Britain, and Ronnie Self is a great song, but, you know, who's going to buy that she's apologizing to a lover, you know, and she's 15? Nevertheless, came out. Uh, was a tremendous top-ten hit, uh, a prime example of the then-burgeoning countrypolitan sound, you know, strings and choruses and more produced, slicker Nashville sound. But uh, but her vocal, I think, is what really sells it. I'm not sure we've ever played Brenda Lee on this show, and she's got some great, great stuff. Beyond Absolutely. the hits that you know, I apologize for not giving Brenda Lee her due. Here she is now. I'm sorry on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions.
1: I'm sorry, so sorry that I was such a fool I didn't know Sorry. So, sorry, so sorry. Please accept my.
2: Brenda Lee with the 1960 hit I'm Sorry, and Greg, it was a a, a tough call. I was tempted to play a song by Ben Vaughn, New Jersey Mm singer-songwriter, very, very witty, funny guy. He has a tune called I'm Sorry, But So Is Brenda Lee. (laughs) But, you know, we had to go to the
3: Queen herself. Good call, Jim. And now let's hear from some more of our listeners about their favorite apology songs.
9: Hi, this is Mitch Collin from New York. Uh, My pick for an apology song is The Who's A Quick One While He's Away. It's a mini-opera that tells the story of a woman who's been left home waiting indefinitely for her man to come home. And after a year, she's seduced by an engine driver. Uh, They wind up having an affair, and when her man finally comes home, she does confess everything. But there's no breakup or uh, or any revenge or anything like that. They're, They're happily reunited, and all is forgiven. Get a copy of either the, uh, the Rolling Stones' Rock and Roll Circus or The Kids Are Alright. They're actually different cuts for the same performance, but I prefer the one on Rock and Roll Circus because you get a bit more of Keith in there and he's amazing to watch. You see the sawdust that's flying off the of kit, he's arcing backwards while twirling his sticks. It's very intense and very fun. And um, it really builds a lot of goodwill to the very end when they start chanting, You are forgiven. And the very last line of the live version is, You're all forgiven. And when you think about it, it's a nice line because everyone's done their part to wrong someone else. So everybody receives the same absolution. The slate is clean all around.
2: I'm sorry, Mitch. I just can't go there with you. I, I, that is the who at their most overblown. I've never liked that song, Greg.
3: Well, it's I, I think the performance is pretty spectacular, especially the one as he points out in Rock and Roll Circus blows away the Rolling Stones who hosted the Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah,
2: but drums are not a lead instrument. We'll have our Keith Moon fight another time. We got another caller on the line.
3: This is
0: John from Austin, Texas. My pick for apology song was Blake Mills, Don't Tell Your Friends About Me. Please, babe, don't
5: tell our friends about me.
0: Blake Mills is a, a studio musician. I think he started out with a band called Dawes and then kind of went off on his own. Really phenomenal guitar player, very understated. Uh, it's a song with just really plain spoken lyrics. They come off very melodic. Still, they don't sound kind of forced, but just a lot of neat turns of phrase. Just the sentiment about you know asking your significant other to not talk about the relationship outside of it, just kind of worrying that you come off as a jerk. The entire bridge is just really a refrain of expletives, just saying sorry over and over again. And he never edited it down for radio.
2: Oh, John, I regret that we can't play the unedited version, but we'd be apologizing all the way to the unemployment office. But we want to hear from you as well at home. Give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Greg, you're up next. Another apology song.
3: Jim, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Bonnie Raitt put out a great record in uh, 2016 called Diggin' Deep. She's been around for a long time, but this is one of the strongest albums of her career. And uh, the perspective that the years bring uh, very much e- in evidence on many of these songs, especially the perspective she's bringing to a broken relationship. I think the initial feeling after a bad breakup, a you know, long-term relationship, breaks up. There's a certain amount of bitterness and anger involved, and then maybe some mourning, and then you move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this song is written from the perspective of a few years beyond a relationship, and she's reflecting back on it and saying, you know what, Uh, there was a lot of good in that relationship, and I wish we'd worked a little harder to make it work. So she's saying, basically, I'm sorry for the ones we couldn't be, and I think that's a really powerful sentiment about a relationship, that, you know, it takes two to make a relationship work, and it, and it is work uh, in some ways. It's, it's not an easy thing uh, to, to build a relationship, uh, and I think it's beautifully expressed in this apology song, The Ones We Couldn't Be from Bonnie Raitt on Sound Opinions.
4: It's hard to say now who left first it used to seem so clear You and I were tangled from the start Somehow the scales just fell away And I'm left standing here Blown open in the hole It was my part I Wrap the dark around me There's no solace here tonight Wishing and regret For company My glasses raised For all the ways We tried to get it right And I'm sorry For the ones we couldn't be I'm so sorry For the ones we couldn't be Looking through these photographs Searching for a clue How you and I got tangled from the start Not even blood could forge a bond Enough to get us through stem the tides that pulled us far apart Sorry for the way
3: Bonnie Wright with a rare uh, piano-led ballad on that song. She normally noted for her slide guitar playing, but she uh, moves over to piano uh, for that song, The Ones We Couldn't Be. I Jim. was
2: struck by uh, how eloquent you were there and how difficult it is to make a relationship <laughs> work. Were, were you thinking of any two people in particular? Uh, uh, I've uh, been in
3: one for uh, several decades. <laughs> and it, it's you know so. You've got to work at it, absolutely. All right. Uh, you know, it
2: strikes me as I prepare to tee up R.E.M. South Central Rain that this is the second apology song after Nirvana's All Apologies uh, where the lyrics make no sense whatsoever. You know, this is Michael Stipe uh, on the band's second album, 1984, Reckoning, when he is still in mumble mode, okay? And I, I don't think any of the other lyrics besides the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right, which jumps out, uh, ever stuck with me. Um... But boy, that chorus of I'm sorry is killer. Uh, Stipe, like Cobain, was a cut-and-paste sort of impressionistic stream-of-consciousness lyricist. And and boy, you know, every time I go back to those early R.E.M. records, I, uh, I treated myself, we were talking earlier about numbers and vinyl sales being up. Every year around Christmas, I, I get rid of a bunch of the junk that I got duplicates of, and I treat myself to a dozen vinyl albums. And I found R.E.M., live at the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey, in the spring of 84, shortly before the release of Reckoning. And I was at that show, and I wanted to see if this vinyl recording was as good as I remembered it was better. Man, when R.E.M. was good, R.E.M. was the best band in the world. Then they became very, very bad. But, but, And I'm sorry if I'm hurting your feelings <laughs> by saying that, but man, this is a great song. South Central Rain, a.k.a. parentheses I'm Sorry by R.E.M.
5: Never call
3: Central Rain from R.E.M., uh, Jim DeRogatis' uh, pick for a great apology song. Before we get to our final picks, Jim, let's hear from one more caller.
8: I'm Paul, and I'm calling from St. Paul, Minnesota. But my song choice was Beautiful by Wussy.
5: I'm not the monster that I once was
0: 20 years ago I was more beautiful Than I am today I
8: think it's a great apology song for just those lyrics that hit and literally brought tears to my eyes. I'm not the monster I once was. 20 years ago, I was more beautiful than I am today. Just that plea for forgiveness for the damage that I caused in my life and that I have improved and I'm better. And at the same time, that juxtaposition of our fading beauty its just it strikes me deep down inside, like very few songs do. If the
5: bruises and the scars reflect the people that we are I guess that you could say that we're beyond it
6: The fires flickered out, but the damage and the doubt Made me tend to leave my
8: sleeping bag I don't know that I used it to say I'm sorry to somebody, but when I hear the song, I think of the people in my life that um, I have heard and that I have apologized to. And I think part of that is saying that I acknowledge it
3: and that I'm getting better. Well, I got to agree with Paul there, Jim, that uh, that is a beautiful song called Beautiful. And uh, from that Attica album in 2014, it was uh, one of my top five albums of that year. Fantastic group. And that uh, I think that was a high point of their career. And again, one of those perspective songs, looking back on your mm-hmm. life. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we get more apologetic in some ways the older we get. We realize well, we screwed up a few times along yeah, the way. Yeah, we, you know? We've
2: got more sins to atone for right, the older exactly. we get. Uh, you know, soul music. Greg is lousy with apology songs, uh, and I think I'm. I think I've got the best. I think I've got the very best here. 1967, The Temptations with a lot of soul. Fifth studio album from The Temptations. Those great Motown years. Uh, it's shortly before their psychedelic soul period. Uh, they're upping the uh, guitar lines uh, and and the brass. Uh, but this song, "Sorry," is a sorry word. What? a song. Because, you know, let's face it, sometimes I'm sorry, just don't cut it. Mm. That's not good enough, <laughs> you know? I mean, there are there are mistakes, and you can apologize, and you can be forgiven, and then there are some things that are really hard to forgive, like being the one who heard your cries, who reached out and dried your eyes, who found you and wrapped all my love around you, and now this woman in The Temptations' lives is walking away, and, and, and they're saying, I'm sorry, But uh, sorry is a sorry word after all I've done for you. I'm not taking your apology. No thanks. You take it with you if you're going out that door. That's how I hear it anyway. Temptations on Sound Opinions. sorry word by The Temptations from 1967. Greg, I know where you're going next. Our last apology song of this episode, and man, I was so bummed that I hadn't thought
3: of it first. That you claimed it first. I'm sorry, but I, I'm bummed. Well, a lot of great apology songs out there. And speaking of the Temptations, uh, one of my favorite groups of all time. Man, they wrote some great apology songs as well as "Sorry" is a sorry word, which is a great pick. Yeah. Uh, Ain't too proud to beg, man. That's oh, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, when you're yeah. when you're down in the dumps <laughs> and you're trying everything you can to get we, back that we that could girl. You just know? do a Temptations <laughs> apology show. <laughs> now, the, the reason uh, I apologize, but Husker Du, I think, uh, you know, rang the bell for both of us. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this. But, yeah. I, you know, you, you mentioned R.E.M. is one of the great groups of all time. But I think of the 80s bands, there was none better than Husker Du. I mean, this was just an incredible I, I got the tattoo right here to yep. prove it. They, uh, every one of their records is a masterpiece. And I will say the number one. Uh, record from that era, New Day Rising, 1985. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the pinnacle from which I Apologize is taken. Bob Mould, you know, Bob is not a guy... I think he was at a stage in his life where apologizing was not an easy thing to do. He, was, he came across as this angry man on stage. He was, he was scary. He wore the emotions on his sleeve, but uh, there was a lot of anger and hurt in his vocals. And if you didn't hear it in his voice, you certainly heard it in his guitar playing. And that was the, that's the first tip-off about I apologize. Those are the words you hear in the song, but that guitar is saying, I ain't apologizing. Right, <laughs> right, right. That, right, that right. sounds like three guitar players just re- ready to just bowl you over, overwhelm you. There's this tsunami of sound coming at you. And then you, you listen a little closer to what Bob is talking about in this song. Yes, he's apologizing. And then he turns around and goes, now it's your turn mm-hmm, to apologize. Mm-hmm. you know, and Or else he's going to hit you with that flying yeah, V. <laughs> that, that guitar is going to come down on your head. And it, it turn, there's a stalemate in this song. So it, it ends in a really ugly place. Even though it's an apology song... It doesn't reach its intended goal. Apology is supposed to be free of all strings. Bob's attaching a few strings here to yeah, this yeah. to this song, so that's what makes it fascinating to me. I apologize from Husker Du on Sound Opinions. Oh, I apologize from Husker Du on Sound Opinions, my final apology song of our segment, Jim.
2: No, you you know, you can't follow that. You've got to have a clean slate after that one, Greg. But if you at home still have a song, the perfect song that says I'm sorry, leave us a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800. Coming up, we'll review the third album from Run the Jewels. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX.
10: on I got away with this they might drag me away for this put me in a case for this I might pay for this I just say what I want like i made for this but I'm afraid some days I might be wrong maybe that's why me and Mike get along
2: welcome back to sound opinions that is a little bit of a report to the shareholders slash kill your masters the final uh, track of 14 on the third studio album from run the jewels uh aptly titled run the jewels three Who are Run the Jewels, Greg? Jamie Maline, a.k.a. L.P., uh, has been a huge presence on the hip-hop scene, at least in the underground, since 1993, when he emerged in Brooklyn as part of Company Flow, uh, went on to form the Def Jux, Definitive Jux label, putting out uh, really influential records like Cannibal Ox and ASAP Rock. Uh, 2012, he collaborates with a rapper from Atlanta, Michael Render, better known as Killer Mike. Uh, You played something from Stankonia earlier. Killer Mike had made his debut auspiciously Mm -hmm. uh, in 2000 on Stankonia by OutKast. He then signs to TI's label, Grand Hustle, makes rap music, R-A-P music in 2012 with LP Producing. Those two really hit it off. It's a deep Connection. They're really like brothers. They riff off each other. Or a married couple that's Mm -hmm. been married like 45 years, right? We had them on the show, and it was wonderful to see them trading jokes and interacting. They've also been magical in the studio. The first record they worked on as Run the Jewels was in 2013. They followed with Run the Jewels 2 in 2014. Some would say this new album, Run the Jewels 3, is actually their fourth album because in 2015 they put out a remix record called Meow the Jewels <laughs> yeah. uh, with Little Bub uh, <laughs> meowing over over their grooves. Anyway, what have they given us this time? Let's play a track. We'll come back and give our opinions. This is Thieves! Exclamation point! Screamed the Ghost by Run the Jewels on Sound Opinions.
11: With a ghost. With he a just ghost. leaving, man, he's screaming, Jesus. People yelling, screaming at police. Burning, looting, taking thieves. Feel the air and most don't know the reason. But they know his problems and feel his pain It'll We just pray off in their deadly game It'll never change. It'll never Too much change. profit in and it stay the same
10: Fast Fast You can life. burn their system and start a game Late night, same night, God, let me sleep, please, I'm begging you so Don't be afraid Daylight might never break right again once they get it to never be alone again? This house is haunted by pain, transposed the revenue. State. That thing when your mind says, bro, but your heart isn't letting you. And we got an army now? You struck them down, they still live inside hearts. Hearts carry them. weapon a memory. Some get to count sheep, some gotta count kids that they bury in. I don't want to scare nobody. Fear's been lost for so long, a rage feel like therapy. are gonna make them a memory. Nobody, nobody gets no more memory. sleep till we teach them remember. a memory. Please.
3: That is thieves screamed the ghost from the new run the jewels album inventively titled run the jewels three the album titles may sound alike but this group keeps upping the ante uh with each album you know the first one seemed like kind of a a lark you know they they were just blown off a little steam but with each album the intensity has picked up uh, until we get what i think is their finest album yet killer mike and lp uh, they're contemporary artists. Clearly, um, they're still young guys. Or, you know, early forties isn't particularly old by most standards. Although hip hop, they're elder statesmen. In hip hop, they're old men. Yeah, but they're looking back to the '80s core of you know rhymes, rhythm, rawness. There's a real raw approach to their music. And you know, when you go back to the early days of hip hop, what was all that boasting about? Some people from the outside are looking at it and they don't get it. What we're talking about here is people who are on the outside projecting identity their own identity against impossible odds and what i think run the jewels are doing on their records is taking that sense of the underdog against those impossible odds and projecting it out to a wider community. You know, if not now, when? Uh, you know, Killer Mike has been very involved in uh, the uh, last couple of political campaigns. You know, he was a outspoken advocate for Bernie Sanders, for example, and has been actually on CNN and other serious news programs uh, talking about uh, the problems in America, you know, the the, the racial issues. The, very eloquently. Yeah, very well, very well done. You know, it's written editorials. P. on his own albums is talking about these dystopian scenarios in, in uh, our society. And now they're combining forces here. Uh, one thing that needs to be said first is, the two of these MCs are incredibly skilled. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the top uh, duos in hip hop history already. Uh, and, and the combination of them provides a sort of a dizzying momentum to this music. But secondly, what they're talking about is we're, we're, we can rise above this. You know, uh, uh, LP says, I'm dirt. I can't be crushed. I'm mm-hmm. already yeah. the lowest of the low. You cannot keep me down. And, and Killer Mike, uh, you know, in response, give up. I did the opposite. We're not giving up.
11: God be mine, Tyson. Punch, this is bad news so feel me follow me devil got on top of me. Bad got a monopoly give up I did the opposite the pitch perfect, did it they by his
3: uh, this is a called arms but an, uh, uh, it is a revolution in the head it's a, it's a, of the mind of a mindset that they're talking they're not talking about going out and kill people they're talking about arm your intellect for the fight that's still coming ahead. It's a great record, uh, buy-it record all the way for me.
2: It's an absolute buy-it record, Greg. We're recording the day after President Obama's farewell speech. There's a line that Mike delivers in Thursday in the Danger Room, you defeat the devil when you hold on to hope. And that's something that the, uh, the president could have said last mm-hmm. night.
11: That's the anecdote, you defeat the devil when you hold on to hope you know there's a
2: literary bent to lp and there's this sort of uh, preacher slash comic mm-hmm. uh, sort of attitude that Killer Mike has. It's a, it's a great team, but let's not slight the music here. Um, you know, the production is incredibly inventive, a real dense sound collage that's all over the map. Uh, it, it took me a good half dozen listens before I even began to get a handle on it. Uh, you know, it, it's full of hooks, but it's challenging you at the same time. This is This is quite simply one of the most important duos in hip hop today,
3: so an enthusiastic double buy it. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have an in-studio performance and interview with the very cinematically oriented indie rock band Album Leaf.
2: Greg, as always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banasek, Evan Chung, and Alex Claiborne and the newest addition to our team, Iana Contreras. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say.
5: Hello? Sorry to bother you. Don't Don't hang hang up. Please let me talk to you. Talk to
8: you. New messages. Hi, my name is Paul. I'm calling from outside Philadelphia. I just want to thank you for the long interview with Esperanza Spaulding. It is so wonderful to hear a really brilliant person who just is able to tell it so clear and clean and plays so beautifully. That little blues improvisation was just gorgeous. It's just so nice to hear the, the straight, natural thing, especially in this world of pure distortions that we're hearing a lot of these days. So once again, thank you very much to you all and to her for just really telling it like it is, what it really is to be a human being. Thank you very much.
1: Judas, you know lonesome road
8: My name is Andrea Verzi from Magna, Utah, and I just finished listening to that amazing interview with Esperanza. And not only am I entranced by her musical talents and voice, but her perspective on life and not waiting for anyone else to tell you that you're creative enough to speak your mind and express yourself. Absolutely beautiful. A wonderful, insightful woman. Thank you again. I'm Kathy Taibbi.
5: I'm responding to the David Bowie episode I just heard, and they asked our opinion of Blackstar. Yes, my God, it is one of the breakthrough albums. It was incredible. I was not actually a huge Bowie fan, although I always admired the man until Blackstar came out. This thing is like he's bearing his soul to us. He's letting it all hang loose. He's giving us everything. What a brave man to face this impending death and craft an entire album around it. And he's not feeling sorry for himself. It's amazing he could be creative and give us this gift. And no, it cannot be divorced from his death. It's part of his saga. And he allowed us to experience it with him and gave us this to remember him by and to inspire us. So I think it is one of the greatest albums of 2016. Thank you. Look up here i in heaven.
12: I've got scars that can't be seen. I've got drama can't be stolen. Everybody
8: knows me now. My name is Jane Wilcoxon. I live in Oswego, Illinois. I also have a studio and gallery in Mineral Point, Wisconsin. I don't remember a time when David Bowie was not in my life. Um, Back in the late 70s, early 80s, as a young art student, uh, David Bowie did what you said he, he did on your show. He had a way of distilling the counterculture of the time so that we could really see ourselves and what was happening and the changes we were making in our world. And as art students, he kind of gave us permission to go all out and do our thing. Thank you for your show. I very much enjoy listening to it, it gives me a lot of food for thought. Bye bye. I'm so high, it makes my brain whirl.
12: Drop my cell phone down below.